I speak to you in the name of the living God, blessed Trinity, and lover of your souls. Amen. You may be seated. The Law of Straightness. It's a title of a sketch by British illustrator Edward Monckton. He offers a simple drawing of pencils, socks, pillows, french fries, all lined up neatly in a row. Underneath it, it reads, my pencils are straight, my socks are straight, my pillow is straight, my chips are straight. Everything must be straight or else the world will explode. Those who do not believe in the law of straightness will not be saved. Now, the law of straightness may not be as fundamental as Newton's law of gravitation or as mathematically sound as Kelvin's laws of thermodynamics, but it is a real principle by which we live. Human beings desire order, and we desire to understand the natural laws that keep things the way we think they should be kept. Archimedes was the first to articulate straightness in terms of natural law. I think you'll recognize his law of straight lines. The shortest path between two points is a straight line. If today, after church, you want to go to Mentor Headlands Beach, you will take I-90. You will not try to get there through the heights. The law of straight lines is one of the basic principles of travel of geometry, and really of most things that you want in life, take the direct route and you'll get there faster. Straightness may be the quickest way to get what you want, but it's not the only way. And it's not always the best way, because sometimes it's not even the right way. And yet the notion that straightness equals rightness prevails. It comes to us even through scripture as the good old King James puts it, straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And so by the mid-20th century when social mores were being redrawn, that verse was used to further include heterosexuality into the laws of straightness. Or as Moncton put it, those who do not believe in the law of straightness will not be saved. American religious history confirms that the boundaries of the law of straightness are reinforced to minimize contamination with the other. Contamination is feared and purity must be maintained. Order must be ensured. And as one American religious historian put it, Order must be ensured so that men at the top can be appointed by God to the task. Everyone else is a handmaid or a servant to the rule. Women who refuse motherhood create chaos. Black people in the streets create chaos. A poor, the poor pressing for protection and provision create chaos. Homosexuality is a disorder that creates chaos. All the disruptors of order must be brought back into their rightful and subservient place and role in order for society to flourish, thus says the law of straightness. Now any one of us can cherry pick Bible verses 
particularly those translated in the old King James, and put them anywhere you want on the internet to draw rigid lines between people. But I can tell you one place you won't find straight lines drawing the church. And that's here today at Pentecost in the book of Acts at the birth of the church. This is a church born by the Spirit, the Spirit Jesus promised. The one he told us in today's gospel will lead us to all truth. The Spirit of truth, he says, whom the world cannot receive. That's how Jesus foretells the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. What is this world he's talking about? The word translated from Greek to English as world is cosmos, and it literally means the ordered world. Jesus says the ordered world cannot receive God's holy, childlike, scribbling spirit of truth. And from what I see on this day of Pentecost in scripture, his words are making sense. All the pencils and socks were lined up straight that day before Pentecost. The Jews knew exactly how to get to God. But they were blown to disorder by a rush of violent wind. And as we read through the book of Acts and into the epistles shaping the early church, we do not see a spirit drawing in straight lines. The spirit isn't drawing lines that will barricade people off from one another. But instead, the Spirit of God bends the straight lines and scribbles all over. All over the former order of things and breaking down the barriers between people. And so we see in Acts, Peter stands up and quotes a prophecy, prophecy from the book of Joel. I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. In these last days, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even upon slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit on everyone. When the spirit of truth swoops in faster than the wind, she breaks down the order of things to reveal that despite our natural laws and our need for order, the straight line is no longer the quickest way to God. After Pentecost, the Jewish disciples of Jesus realize rather quickly that the Spirit has made a complete mess of the straight line of God that Judaism seemed to promise. Scripture shows the apostles Peter and Paul racking their brains trying to figure out how to handle the chaos left in the wake of God's Spirit. So we have Peter working primarily with the Jewish congregations and he worries Jewish Christians will become unclean simply by eating dinner with Gentiles because their food is forbidden in Judaism. Jesus comes to Peter in a vision and tells him, it's okay, I'm redrawing all those lines. You can now do something that was once forbidden. Go and eat with the Gentiles. And Paul, who's founding churches across the Roman Empire, is desperately trying to help the Gentiles understand it's okay that the Jews are a bit more straight-laced than you are. So to help the Gentiles and the Jews begin to trust each other, Paul offers them the metaphor of an olive tree. 
He says, you Gentiles are like the wild olive shoots grafted onto a naturally growing Jewish tree. But in order to do this, God had to do something contrary to nature. The Greek word paraphysin. Contrary to nature, contrary to the natural laws that the Jews had been living by and that the Gentiles had been living by. Because the law of straight lines is not the law that the Spirit of God lives by. God's doing a new thing all over the place. So Paul calls this newly forming church the ecclesia, the congregation called out of the world, called out of the ordered way of doing things, a world of straightness into a community with lines that are more flexible and welcoming than any lines they'd drawn before. Now this idea that God can simply redo something or have a change of mind is unnerving for a lot of people. But we have theologians like Thomas Aquinas that reassure us that God can remake laws of nature as God pleases because whatever God does is natural to God. Aquinas writes, whatever God does is natural to God, even if it's not natural according to the proper and particular nature of the thing in which God does it. Our creator can literally rewrite the law of straight lines to include the scribbles or create a new kind of olive tree because creating new things is what God does. And God does create new things whenever the old things that we've erected begin dividing us from one another and from God. At that first Pentecost, those tongues of fire rest on each individual's head, perhaps representing a language, and showing us that there was a barrier, there was a division between the people. So God removed it by translating the good news of Jesus into multiple languages. God made Jesus' message of acceptance both visible and audible so that the good news could reach a once unreachable people. And is that not what we need on this Pentecost, as we continue to wrestle with all that keeps us separated from each other and from God. This weekend, we're wearing orange for gun awareness, rainbows for pride, because people have become issues that we've argued about, and we need to stand in compassion or celebration with them. But on the church's calendar today is Pentecost, when the spirit swoops in with passionate fire, with flames of red that settle on each follower of Jesus and invite us to receive the baptism of the spirit of truth that brings togetherness instead of division. The message of Pentecost in every generation is that God accepts each one of us for who we are, as we are, and that God will go out of the way to learn our unique languages, to speak a message of acceptance in a way that we can understand. A message of acceptance broke down barriers on Pentecost for the early church. It's what the early church needed to grow. And breaking down barriers on this Pentecost is the message that our church today needs in order to grow again. For too many years, our churches have been ruled by the law of straight lines, 
Isn't it time to let the spirit redraw them into scribbles again? William and Lucy, God is grafting you into the family tree of Christ church. As you open your life to the transforming power of God's spirit of truth, let me be the first church family member to tell you that we can't wait to see all that you will scribble with God.